With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Off the wall, rolling puck. Dreisaitl, breakaway, behind the door, shoots and scores! Back-to-back breakaways! Connor McDavid, peering inside. Dishing, CeCe shoots and scores! one nothing Edmonton in Game 7! Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates. Alberta Injury Lawyers. The heavy hitters of injury law. All right, let's get it going. CFL tonight late in the first quarter. Heavily favored Winnipeg trailing Montreal 3-0. And Zach Kalaros just fumbled around midfield. The Alouettes scoop it up, so they're going to have a chance to go in for some more points. 3-0 Alouettes with exactly a minute left in the first quarter. Here's an oddity from the baseball diamond. Today, the Los Angeles Angels, or as we called them when I was a child, the California Angels, tied a major league record with seven solo home runs. And they lost the game 8-7. So here's the thing. They're the first team in the majors to hit seven solo homers and score no other runs in the game. They're also the sixth team ever to hit seven home runs in a game and lose. I, I imagine that there have been a lot of stats people digging for all these stats today after this game. So the LA Angels hit seven solo home runs they score no other runs in the game, and they lose the game 8-7 to the Oakland A's, or as we, we called them when Brian Hall was a child, the Philadelphia Athletics. Anyway, uh, Oakland 8, LA Angels 7 in a game in which the Angels hit seven solo home runs. Blue Jays in action against the Twins. It is scoreless. That game is in the second inning and tipping off in about an hour in the beautiful city of Saskatoon. Our Edmonton Stingers taking on the Rattlers in a play-in game in the Canadian Elite Basketball League. The winner advances to the quarterfinals. The loser will be eliminated. The Stingers the have won the last two league titles in the CEBL, but they go into this game kind of mediocre with a 10-10 and record after the regular season. Okay, my name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for joining us tonight. It's Inside Sports on Oilers and Elks Radio 630. Ched, we do have that Elks game coming up on Saturday night. That is on Saturday night. It is at the BC Lions. It is 6.30 for the countdown to kickoff, and the game will start at 8. And uh, we'll talk more about this game as we move along tonight. Kai Loxley is going to join me after the 6.30 news, the very versatile and exciting young player for the Elks. This afternoon, uh, early afternoon, I had a bit of um. I was going to say interesting experience. Interesting doesn't really define it. And maybe some of you wouldn't find it that interesting. It was a bit of a, it was a bit of a throwback experience. It was a bit of a nostalgic experience. In some ways, it was a bit of a panicking experience, which, which I'll explain. I mean, overall, it was a positive experience, though it, it did perhaps bring up some, um, not anxiety necessarily, but some thoughts of, wait a minute, what exactly, you know what? 
I'll, I'll explain this in, in a few minutes. So I'll, we'll 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 dive into my uh, experience of nostalgia and 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 mild uh, discomfort as we move along tonight. I am always happy to hear from you. Of course, the phone number is seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. The hotline presented as it always is, by CertainTeed, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. CertainTeed Pro all the way. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S, and the good old-fashioned email is InsideSports at 630Ched.com. The Elks practicing today ahead of Saturday's game, and receiver Darrell Walker talked to uh, Dave Campbell about trying to Move on and bounce back and maybe get some revenge from that horrible week one loss to the Lions. As you know, we came into week one, we didn't have a lot of guys healthy. A lot of guys was hurt, injured, got hurt. We had a tough preseason as far as injuries and, and that thing. But uh, with that being said, like you said, yeah, week one was not good. We was not clicking on no cylinders, defense, offense, special teams. We didn't have – we had plenty of turnovers. It just wasn't a good game all around for us. We didn't come out. We didn't show up. But uh, as you know, you know, we've been playing better, getting stronger week by week, and just building a camaraderie around the team. It's been growing. It's starting to feel like we're getting back to Edmonton football. Mm-hmm. To me personally, so I'm really getting excited. I'm back healthy, so I'm looking forward to going out there and and being very, very productive for the team and putting ourselves in a position to win this week. You know, for yourself, you never want to miss a game, but how much of a relief it was? It was just a one-game absence. Right. I mean, I was, I was, I'm thankful. I'm thankful, man. I'm happy we had the bye week right on time. Sometimes things just play out in your favor. So took advantage of the bye week, and now we're back to back this week being productive at practice and running around and feeling pretty good, man. I'm just looking forward to seeing how I can help our team get a victory this week. I want to talk to you about Taylor Cornelius. At his third straight start, of course, he started a bunch of games last season. Mm-hmm. He spoke about the chemistry that he's trying to build with you. What are you seeing out of Taylor Cornelius? Obviously, it's a different coaching staff this time around, but what are you seeing out of Taylor? Uh, nothing but growth, honestly. Nothing but growth and poise. And he's finding a way to extend plays, and he's been playing very well, uh, to, to my belief. I believe we, we believe in him wholeheartedly, and you know, I'm just looking forward to seeing him go out there and throw that ball down the field, hopefully to me, several times, you know. <laughs> but, man, yeah, he's, he's, he's shown a lot of growth this year and uh, just happy that we have him back there feeling good, playing amazing. He's put up, what, 250? in the first two games, mm-hmm. you know, so looking forward to seeing what he does this game. Um, I'm sure he's going to be very productive. Now, talk to Coach McAdoo about this earlier in the week, and I asked him, what, where's the major area of improvement? Because he did some good things last mm-hmm. year, put into also some really tough situations last right. year as well. No doubt about that. But he's, Coach Mack said, uh, we're talking about ball placement and, and throwing into certain areas of the field. Mm-hmm. And, and Mack said, if you have the feeling, or actually Taylor told him this, that there are times where I, I look on the field and I, or down the field and I go, I don't know if I can get it in there. Mm-hmm. And Max says, well, if that's how you feel, maybe you shouldn't put the ball there. Right, right. Are you seeing that area of improvement where his decision-making is becoming much more improved? Without a doubt, without a doubt, he's analyzing the defense and making the proper reads, I believe, um, which helps, us in, helps, helps him not get hit also when it's mm-hmm. time for blitzes and things like that. Uh, but like I said, he's been very, very poised back there has been playing well. He's been um, placing the ball in good spots uh, for us to catch it, you know, making it pretty easy for us. Mm-hmm. So I'm just looking to see him to continue to play well. Like you saying, ball placement has been a big emphasis for him as of lately. So um, we all know he has the arm strength that can do that. Now it's just 
harping on it, the smaller things and, and getting better and seeing how complete of a team we can become. This is a team that seems to be getting better every single week. Mm -hmm. There are two statements that have really stuck out for me from Coach Jones. One is after the Winnipeg game when he says we were lacking a certain level of intelligence at key times in the game. Mm -hmm. Secondly is lack of concentration in practice at times. Mm -hmm. um, and talk about developing good practice habits so you bring it out onto the field. Right. Tell me about the fact, it seems like the, you know, this team plays, you know, they can put 10 plays together, mm -hmm. then it's the 11th play that kind of can really kill them on, on this team on offense, defense, right. or specials. Right, without a doubt. And, and, and it's been selective games where we've been in a position to, to come out with a win, but like you said, those minor mistakes or the intelligence in which at certain times of the game, you're not processing things like that or a player or whatever, make a mental mistake, get a penalty, and things like that. Every time we've been in a position to change the tides of the game, it's always something on our end that we did to take us out of position to be successful. So, like like Jones said, once we once we limit those things, we, we can become a great team. Um, just like how Winnipeg continuously does what they do week in, week out, you know, um, we, we, we plan to get to that point here soon. Here soon, starting this week. It's the important game because it's the next game on the schedule. Mm -hmm. The old Michael Riley line, right? right, which, right, is, which, right. Is, which is football. Does it add a little sugar on or cherry on top that you got beat as bad as you did in week one? Do you, does that add anything to this game? I would say for sure. I mean, who wants to go out there and get embarrassed like that, man? We, we they, they worked us that week. Obviously, we didn't play well, but they went out there and played great that week. You know, they held everything down on their end and went out there and played well, was coached well, top to bottom. Um, so, obviously, you're going to feel some type of way about that mm -hmm. um, going into this week. It's always at the back of your mind. Mm -hmm. You know, they say forget the game, but it's still going to be there. Like, remember what happened last time we played this guy. So, we know we have to come out there with our hammer strapped on tight and be ready to play. All right, that is Darrell Walker, the excellent receiver for your Edmonton Elks, talking to Dave Campbell about facing the Lions, Taylor Cornelius, and uh, just trying to still put together a run at a playoff spot. You know the story, the Elks are 2-5. and five. I still think they can make it interesting, but I, I think we are going to know over their next six games just how interesting it can be. Now, they play the BC Lions on Saturday. They will be the underdogs in that game no doubt about that um now again the elks are saying look we're, we're not that bad we're healthier than we were in week one and, and i believe that for the most part but they're still going to be the underdogs in that game then their remaining games in august are home to saskatchewan who they hung in there with earlier in the season and who have not been playing well lately and then two games against the ottawa red blacks who may be the worst team in the league now, I, I, I know that I might be, you, you might say, Reed, that you're making this a uh, stretch for a team that's currently two and five. I, I, you, I get if you say that, but if they can win three of their next four and get up to five and six going into Labor Day, they're going to make it interesting, especially going for fourth spot and especially if Saskatchewan continues to falter. If they have a tough month of August here, well, then it might be, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a bit of a, a death march here in the fall for the Elks. But you know, they've played decent except for the two blowout losses they've had. And I do think they're they're better positioned going in here against the Lions than they were to start the season. But then the, the game, the next three games after this are very winnable. If they can win three of the next four 
Uh, I mean, even two of the next four, they're still alive going into the Labor Day series to try to track down fourth and a crossover playoff spot. And by all indications, there will be a crossover once again this year in the CFL because uh, as has been the story for, well, most of my life, quite frankly, the East is not as good as the West in the Canadian Football League. So that was good there to hear from Darrell Walker. It is 6-16. I will get to some comments from Kyler Yamamoto as we move along tonight as well. He joined Brendan Escott on Oilers Now. Brendan filling in for Bob Stoffer, who's off for the rest of the week. Yamamoto, about, well, 24 hours ago, it was announced signing a two-year deal with the Oilers. We will not have arbitration on Sunday. The two-year deal worth $3.1 million per season so this afternoon so uh, kellen kennedy back at the 630 shed broadcasting compound hey, kellen, how are you doing buddy doing good my friend how you doing uh, all right so uh, i mean i i'm not uh, in the in the building there as much anymore but you've seen my uh, my desk area mm-hmm. and uh, i would it be fair to say that my desk is is relatively organized it's not overly cluttered like there's <laughs> stuff on there compared to other people in this building you are one of the clean ones yes and i i'd say that generally that is my personality and and no judgment whatever works for you however you want to spend your time but i i, I am generally uh, i don't like clutter I, I like to know where things are and if at work or at home, I, I feel a portion of my desk, my house, my office, my my bedroom, my spare room, whatever is getting a little unruly, I like to tidy it up. And as, as I've moved into my late 40s here, you know, I, I become more and more aware that there are things that I own that I do not use. Mm-hmm. And I start to question them taking up space in my home. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And so for the last two or three summers, I've, I've usually, you know, identified a room in the house or a closet or an area of the house or items that I own. And I kind of forced myself to, to put aside, even if it's an hour a day, you know, once or twice a week for a couple of weeks, whatever. And I say, I got to organize this and I got to purge it. Like if it's something that when I was 15 years old was a valued possession and I haven't looked at it since Mm. maybe I can move on from it. Maybe it doesn't need to just be a box taking up space or whatever. So one of my projects for this summer, and I dove into it today, VHS tapes. So I, I, my spare room upstairs, which is really never really used. And I hardly ever go in there for anything. They've kind of been in these boxes and the big Tupperware things in the corner. Right. So I'm thinking to myself, it is it is time it, it it is time to sort of go through this this stuff and i i don't need these tapes well now what am i going to do with these tapes that, that that's part of the story here as well but i i put on twitter earlier today and sometimes i throw up a pitter uh, a twitter a, a pitter toll a twitter poll now not as many people are voting in this one as would vote in my hockey related pools as i expected but it is a fun one i just put this out simply whether you watch them or not do you have any VHS tapes in your residence? Mm. 500 people have voted. Yes. 64.4% say yes. 35.6% say no. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not saying, do you watch VHS tapes? Do you have the means to play them? 
I'm saying, do you have any in your residence, your house or, or your apartment, I, I, or you know, whatever form of uh, abode that you currently inhabit? So people have them, and I assume they're not being watched mm-hmm. because that was my scenario. So if you're like me and you're getting rid of them, do you just blindly you know, throw them out? Do you take them to the eco depot or the repo depot, whatever it's called? Can you sell them? Because here's the thing. There was a tape, a VHS movie, that recently sold, we're talking two months ago in the middle of June, for $75,000. Oh, yeah. Yep. I'll tell you which movie when we get back. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. Eight minutes left in the first half. Still 3 nothing. The Alouettes leading the Blue Bombers. How about this? The uh, Alouettes keeping the mighty Blue Bombers off the board so far in that game. Might not be that way for much longer because the Blue Bombers are second and goal from the nine. Kalaros' pass is caught, and it's a touchdown. So Winnipeg goes ahead 6-3 with the converts still to come. All right, appreciate you tuning in tonight. And I I seriously, if, if you have time tonight and you want to inter- interact, I would love to know about your VHS tapes. Are you? Do you ever watch one? Do you even have the means to watch one in your home? Do you have a machine? And if you do have a machine, can you hook it up to whatever TV you have? And do you, do you like? Can you give your VHS tapes a good home if you don't want them? Is, is that possible? Now, some of them might be valuable. A, a very very small percentage. I should be clear. I don't want like we talked about hockey cards last week. We're not all sitting on gold mines. If that was the case, we'd be doing this show in a uh, you know I'd have a gold plated microphone because that's what I would spend. My, that's the first thing I would buy if I came into a lot of money. Uh, well, I, I don't know. How about one of them gold-plated microphones? Sounds fun. So anyway, so uh, KTLA in Los Angeles reporting that an original copy of a sealed VHS tape of Back to the Future sold for $75,000 at a VHS-only auction. Mm-hmm. Uh, held by a Texas-based auction house called Heritage Auction. Now, apparently the copy was once owned by the guy who played Biff in the movies. Remember oh, cool. Biff? Yeah. Uh, and I guess this be, this Back to the Future was one of 260 sealed VHS tapes available for auction. The Goonies went for $50,000, apparently. There are promotional copies of Top Gun, Jaws, and Ghostbusters. So th- these are all memorable classic what movies i felt you know, the segment needed some tape hiss, so that's what you're hearing in the background is some vhs hiss so there we go. <laughs> yeah, thank you kellen i wonder what cheddar thinks of the vhs tapes anyway yeah, he's scared now, off what, right now what's so this this piece that i'm reading now you have to remember how things used to used to be because there was a time where just ha- owning a movie was a big deal and when Back to the Future was out on VHS, it, uh, it was first available for 80 bucks. I, I know, it's, it's absurd. That's what a movie costs. So this copy of Back to the Future goes for $75,000, but it's sealed, and it was owned by somebody who was in the movie. So your, you know, uh, cheesy stained copy 
of uh, Chud, if anybody remembers that movie. <laughs> Probably not for, I don't know why Chud came in. I don't no kidding. I saw that movie. I, mean, I had a buddy in junior high that loved Chud. He was always talking about it. I wonder how much my factory sealed copy of Ernest Goes to Camp could go for. What's that? I wonder how much my factory sealed copy of Ernest Goes to Camp could go for. See, that maybe that would be worth something. I don't know. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll explore this further as we go along. Kai Loxley from your Edmonton Elks is coming up after the 6.30 news and weather.